I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Please be advised that Gen X This Is Why contains adult language. What you do with the Parmesan cheese, Papa? <laughs> Welcome to Gen X This Is Why, the podcast where we re-examine the sometimes bizarre and often scarring media of our shared childhood. My name is Amy and I'm a proud Gen Xer born in the wonderful year of 1977. And I'm her sister Jenny, born in 1974. Jenny, I have a full-on confession to make to you. Okay. This morning you texted me and you said, can we do 11 because 1030 is a little early for me? I hadn't even watched the episode. I totally forgot we were recording. That's not what I said. I said, can we do 1130? Oh, okay. Same because difference. I have a meeting at 11. That's very different than saying 11 is too early for me. <laughs> um, I didn't even watch the episode. Oh. I had a real quick watch it this morning. Okay. I don't feel so bad now because <laughs> I watched this the other night plenty of time, uh-huh. but I forgot to do my index card. So I'm going to be... Ad, I'm going to be ad-libbing my index card. So we'll see how that goes. We'll but see how one, Jenny does with that. One thing I am doing is I, I switched to mobile notes. I'm doing digital notes. We'll, I don't have my paper. I want to see how this works. <sighs> okay. Well, because then it's in the cloud, right? And I can do what I can record from wherever. Yes. Yes. All right, Jenny. So um, any news today? I have, I, I have news. We have a uh, new review. I'd like to read it. Okay. Because it's really good. Is this new? Like, I don't know about it new? I don't think so. But I only read the good reviews. Okay. No, we haven't really gotten any bad reviews yet. Not yet. (laughs) All right. uh, One would be hard. This is from 1971 KMRK. One would be hard pressed to unearth a more hardcore Little House on the Prairie fan than, than I. Furthermore, these two are hilarious and miraculously never annoying. Jen, I've been called never annoying. <laughs> she hasn't gotten to the later episodes where you do the manly voice yet. <laughs> okay. We're just way on the same page in so many ways. I'm only on episode four. Oh, you're right. She's only on episode yeah. four. Yeah, give her time. Your heat. And have weeks of binge listening to do, but Little House play-by-plays delivered by educated, witty non-believers? Sign me up. (laughs) Okay. Sounds good, right, Jen? Yeah. That's better than the Patreon person who left saying we got too political. (laughs) And we're not even getting that political. We purposely are not. I think we just said, you know, women deserve autonomy over their bodies. And so we got pissed off. (laughs) 
guys, it's you never know with the little house crowd. Like it, it could go one know. of two ways. You just never know. So um Jenny, no mom news. Her identity has not been stolen yet. Good. Although my daughter tried to use her so my daughters have green light cards, which are like Mac cards set up for teenagers, basically. Basically, it's just a way for me to funnel them cash. And by Mac card, Amy means ATM cards. Oh, yeah. We still call it a Mac card. You so still my daughter, call it a Mac card. My daughter tried to use it at an ATM yesterday and had her... I had to... I did not... It's my fault because I did not um, initiate the seven code sequence I had to to allow them to take money out of an ATM, apparently. Wow. So she tried to get out of the ATM. The ATM ate her card. Wow. So I called the bank this morning and I'm like, oh, the ATM retained my daughter's card. And they're like, mm, no, they, it shreds it. <laughs> like, okay, like one try and wow. it shredded it. That's harsh. What <laughs> so are they let, trying to teach these kids? So let this be a lesson, you guys. Get your pen straight because if you screw it up one time. <laughs> wow, harsh. The the Mac is the ATM's gonna eat your card. So that's the kind of morning I've been having. Mm-hmm. Um so you know what? It wasn't a bad thing to watch this this morning. Because yeah. it was kind of fun. I enjoyed mm-hmm. it. Did you like this episode? Yeah, it was good. I thought it was good too. Um an- one more note too, it is still allergy season. I thought the rain oh, God. would help. No. It's so the- funny because I'm reading a book about the Dust Bowl and I'm simultaneously praying for rain. Yeah. Here. Weird. To, to help my sinuses, but whatever. So if you hear me sniffling, guys, I try to edit them all out. I edited them all out of Rocky Four, and it took me like two hours to edit that episode. Can you edit this out? I'll do my best. I'm not editing this out. Okay. God. All right. Today we're looking at Little House on the Prairie, Season 8, Episode 6, Gambini the Great. Can you at least muster up a description, Jen? Uh, I can. <laughs> Hold on. No, you had all that time I was bullshitting. You could have looked it well, up. Well, and the funniest thing is, like, I did all this work so far ahead of time mm-hmm. to be prepared, and then, like, it's these little things I'm not prepared on. Well, now that now that I'm our producer, I'm super prepared, except for watching the episode. Right, you just didn't watch the episode. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Where is it? Oh, here it is. Okay. Ready? Yep. The description reads, Aging Circus Daredevil Gambini the Great has a hypnotic effect on the children of Walnut Grove, especially Albert and Willie. A tragedy during one of Gambini's stunts will provide a chilling lesson in hero worship. Wow. I was here for this episode. I enjoyed it. I thought it was well written. It's written by Jerry Taylor, who wrote many episodes of Star Trek The Next Generation, which is Mm -hmm. one of my favorite shows of all time. She also wrote for Voyager. Voyager's good. I like Voyager. I love Discovery. Is Voyager, is Voyager the one with the doctor? It's with uh, Jane Grey. Is that her name? The, is it the uh, Captain Janeway. Doctor? Captain Janeway. Jesus. Yes. yes. Okay. I think yeah. so. Or is that Enterprise? I've never seen an episode of Enterprise. So, so I've only, I've watched... That's Scott Bakula is the captain there. It's Captain Janeway is, is Voyager. Voyager and Enterprise, I didn't really get into. I didn't really watch. Next Gen, Deep Space Nine, like my favorite shows of all time. Loving That's- Discovery. Who's the captain? It's Michael. Her name's Michael. She's amazing. I love her. She's awesome. Well, there's a couple captains, but she ends up being the captain for most of it. Okay. 
Jenny, maybe for um, a Patreon, we could pick your favorite episode of Next Gen and do it. Yeah. Oh, there's so many. It would be hard to decide. Mm-hmm. But I, I could totally decide. You could I do could, that yeah. Jenny Strikes Back because you know I'll be miserable. Jenny Strikes Back. <laughs> <laughs> I still don't know what that is. Anyway, I'm watching the last second season of Picard. I just finished it. So good. I never saw that either. We come into... The Borg is reintroduced, and Q is reintroduced. Two of my favorite fucking things. Okay, I know what the Borg is, and I know what Q is. Good. Okay. Um, do you have any thoughts on J-Lo and Ben Affleck getting married? I didn't even know that was happening. I don't care. <laughs> Next. All right, guys. So we open on Gambini. He's in the center ring, performing an escape from a burning coffin. Daredevils were a thing. That was a thing. Escape artists, daredevils were a thing. That was a thing. Um, I wrote, I'm here for this. David Copperfield, David Blaine, Evil Knievel. I have an index card. (sighs) Um, Okay. Who are the most famous daredevils in history? Oh, I like this. I like when you do lists. Give me more lists. I'll give you a list. I'll just do like a random list of words. All right. So, uh, give me a list. These are in order of, um, like the oldest to the, to the, um, most recent, but it doesn't include like a lot of like the David Blaine's and stuff. So I don't know about that, but like, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. Daredevil. He's a magician. Yes. And he's amazing. Isn't he a magician though? I, I disagree with David Blaine. Now, this is going to be all wrong, what I'm about to say. Okay, great. But wasn't he suspended in a block of ice over Times Square or something like that? Was that him? <laughs> I want to say that was him. I don't know all these people. All so right, he's a daredevil? On. Okay, but he's not on the list. Okay, This is for, to be to To put this in context, it's from History.com. So it's like historical daredevils. So I wouldn't okay. include David Blaine in that. Like, he's still around, right? He's contemporary. Number one is the Jersey Jumper Sam Patch, America's first Daredevil. He oh, was can active. I say something? Oh, my God. Am I ever going to get through this? What? Was he involved with Atlantic City? Um, I mean, Jersey's not that big a place, so probably, but I don't have any Because he was probably one of those weirdos who was doing shit on the boardwalk, but go no, on. No, there wasn't even a boardwalk in Atlantic City in 1800, was there? Oh, did you say 1800? Yes, like oh, the no. early 1800s. No. Are you done interrupting my I'm head? done. Go on. I'm sorry. <laughs> he jumped from cliffs into rivers and waterfalls. So that was his day. So like the deep holes. <laughs> like when we were like, drinking teenagers. Yeah. So he was at Nayog at the gorge. <laughs> so he jumped off of Passaic Falls in 1827. He did a 90-foot jump off a ship's mast into the Hust- Hudson. Wow. I can't talk today. So just get ready for this. Because I talked okay. all day yesterday. Okay. We're not supposed to say that. Because this is supposed to be the same day as Gambini. Oh, sorry. So I'll cut that out. <laughs> um, died 1829 from a 125-foot plunge from scaffolding over the Genesee River in Rochester, New York. He hit the water, quote, with a noise that could be heard from half a mile away. Why am I laughing at that? Oh, my God. He, he broke his bones. <laughs> That's not funny. That's not funny. funny. His body wasn't recovered till March. (laughs) Number two. Are we done laughing at people dying? Yes. 
Um, number two. Annie to be Edson. fair, if you take if you take a risk I mean, like that, yes. we laugh at you. Yeah, I mean, like I'm not throwing myself off a 120 foot right, exactly 25 foot bridge. Yep. Number two is Annie Edson Taylor. She was the first person to go over Niagara Falls in a barrel. I don't have a big story on her. I, don't I know knew why. she. I, just, I, I just knew about her, wrong. and she died she, doing that. No, 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 she? no. She was successful. Oh, okay. At the time, it was 1901. She was a 63 year old former teacher. Look at her. Wow. That's like mom. Could you imagine mom going out? Maybe we could get mom like on stunts. Like maybe that could be her like hobby. Number three is Harry Houdini, who everybody knows. He was an escape artist in the 20s. Escape from jails, cliffs. Oh no, sorry. Jails, cuffs, crates in the East River. What? He died from an appendicitis. Mm. Of course he did. Right? Like all these death defying things he dies. They think it was from a punch he suffered a week earlier from a fan who he let hit him as hard as he could to test his muscles. Oh, Jesus Christ. But later there was conspiracy theories that he was killed by fake <laughs> fake magicians that were like that were like giving escape artists a bad name or something. Okay, whatever. And, and Harry Houdini was trying to expose them as frauds. Wow. And they think that he got murdered for that. So, like, Aim, that might be a good thing for you to research is like the, the dark underworld of like fake magicians. Fake magicians and fake yeah. escape artists. Yeah. There's Remember, a famous Harry Houdini Museum in Scranton, Pennsylvania. Yes, there is. That's right. Yes. Yes. Number four is Betsy Bessie Coleman. She's a pioneering black aviatrix. Love that word. I do too. What does it mean? What do you mean? What it was? What do you think it means? Does it mean she's doing acrobatic tricks in a plane? Yes. Okay. In a plane or like from a plane, like off the wing. In she's a pilot. Okay. Her nicknames were Queen Bess and Brave Bessie. She was active from 1922 on. She was trained in France because racism. Of course. In air show, she did loop de loops, tailspins. She walked one time. She (laughs) walked. When a uh, professional parachutist wouldn't jump from the plane, she walked out onto her, she gave the controls to her co-pilot, walked out the wing, put a parachute on, and jumped from her own plane into the audience. That's badass. She was just like, I gotta do it my damn self. That's badass. (laughs) She died in 1926 at age 34. She was testing out a new plane when a wrench got caught in the controls. Fucking suspicious. Yeah. That's fucking how to wrench get in there that's fucking that's literally suspicious. literally someone threw a wrench in it <laughs> yes and it caused an uncontrollable tailspin i feel like that's murder i'm sorry i'm throwing that right out there we're not laughing at that one we're not laughing at that because that's fucking bullshit number five clem som birdman from the 1930s he was the original quote-unquote batman he made Ooh. homemade wings and leapt from airplanes okay come at- on at like 1,100 feet, 1,500 feet, 1,800 feet, and he would fly till 1,000 feet above the ground and pull a parachute. Did he die? What do you think? Okay, how horrific <laughs> was it? <laughs> he died in 1937, so he did this for seven years. In France, in Paris, when his chute failed to open. What an idiot. But, that, but to be fair, that's like a failure of equipment. Like, it's not like he died when he was flying around, but he would fly around. How nuts is that? It's pretty awesome. Like, imagine if you looked up and you just saw this dude flying over your head. People probably lost their shit. This was the 30s. That's true. Joseph Kitzinger. 
was okay. an Air Force captain. He rode a helium balloon to the edge of the Earth's atmosphere. Okay. All right. No, no, this gets better. Which, at the edge of the Earth's atmosphere is about 120,000, or 102,000 feet. Yeah. So 19.5 miles in the air. And then he parachuted back. Okay, so he died, right? He reached a top speed of 600 miles an hour. So to be fair, <laughs> to be fair, he's an he's an Air Force captain that was involved in a bunch of studies of like how 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 fast can a person go? Like what kind of G's can a person survive? So he was involved in all kinds of studies like that. So it's not like he's going into this blindly. Like, he knows what's possible and what's not possible. So they would free... Somebody else did this, too. Somebody else holds the record. He held the record until somewhat recently. And they just free fall back to Earth and then pull a chute at the end. Okay. That's, I don't know how that even could work. Like, you're going you 600 velocity? miles an hour. How is a parachute... You're just going to rip right through that parachute. <laughs> That's what I don't understand. I have to research it more. Because you would hit terminal velocity. There's no question. Yes. But um, he he was not going fast enough to break the sound bar- barrier, which is 760 miles per hour. Um, but no, he survived and he held the record for a while. Isn't that nuts? That's crazy. That's nuts. Number seven is Bud Eakin. He was a Hollywood Eakin. Blood Eakin. Bud Eakin, I guess. I'm not good at names. He was a legendary no, Hollywood stuntman. He was Steve McQueen's stuntman. He was a U.S. motocross legend. He's known for a 65-foot motorcycle jump over barbed wire in the movie The Great Escape in 1963. And the famed 1968 car chase in the movie Bullet. He died in the hospital from old age, like when he was like 80. Oh, like an old man asleep in his bed. I don't even know what that means, but okay. The Titanic reference. Oh, yeah. Okay. Okay, is that it? That's it. I'm done. Okay, Jenny, so the coffin is lit. The music crescendos. Is that a verb? I don't know. That's your department. Crescendos? Okay. Crescendos. And and we see Gambini struggling in chains as the crowd looks on. The smoke begins to fill the coffin, and I'm getting like, I just have that there's some crazy Burning Man chick on. I cannot watch people in a coffin. That movie with Ryan oh, wait, Reynolds. How often, is this, how often is this a thing? There's a movie with Ryan Ryan Reynolds in a coffin, buried alive. Nope. Okay. We thought being buried alive was a real risk. Yeah, it was a risk. <laughs> I mean, that was a risk in old times, though. That used to happen. I know. Because they didn't we, have good ways to tell if people were dead. Um, Doc Baker probably buried 10 people. Alive. Yeah, easily. So the smoke's filling the coffin, and I just wrote some Robin Hood sidekick, but it's actually his son. Okay, so a couple things here. <laughs> a, Stefano. Don't name your kid Stefano. <laughs> Stefano Demira. No matter what. B, that kid looks like, like my ex from high school. <laughs> Doesn't he? <laughs> Which one? You're not whispering on a microphone. <laughs> right? Totally. Bleep it out. Bleep. <laughs> totally right yes it looks like 100 percent, and he even dressed like that yes yeah yeah, yeah a little bit renaissance mm-hmm. fair yeah going on yep. yep stefano's starting to worry and he's like oh, i think we have to douse the coffin in water let's get this done <laughs> i like how for a while he's like eh, wait for it wait for it don't name your kid stefano <laughs> cut to the hospital the burns <laughs> were not too bad and the doc tells mrs gambini Smoke inhalation was not ideal. 
But he'll be up and around in two to three weeks. Okay, he'll be fine. And then he's like, what went wrong? It's like, you tied yourself into a box and set on fire. What do you mean, what went wrong? <sighs> so they go in and old man Gambini's lying in bed. And he doesn't understand why he's here. And his wife is like, you're too old, dude. You're too old. Yeah. Now, there's a real, real leaning on the Italian stereotypes here. Yep. Like, every word has an A at the end, like... I think uh, uh, you're uh, too bean. old. Uh, <laughs> uh, I eat jamanja. Yes. And guys, we're Italian, so we can that, do this. <laughs> is that a ravioli? <laughs> <laughs> so he calls, like, the mother calls him Papa. Papa, Papa. Uh, it's like Pinocchio or something. What I don't you know. do with the Parmesan cheese, Papa? <laughs> So Gambini says, look, maybe I am too old. And the next generation has to take over. So Stefano, you're up, buddy. Stefano's, Stefano's like, hair is dyed with shoe polish. Can we discuss? <laughs> Stefano's like, uh, I don't really want this for my life. And he begins to cry. And I just wrote, Gambini guilts him with ancestry. <laughs> Your great grandfather, your great great grandfather, and your great great grandfather, and now the Gambini name dies with the me. <laughs> no, whoever wrote that review that we weren't annoying, like just revoke. It was just like removing that review. Well, it's so bad. It's so obvious. But so the best part, the best, my favorite part of this whole thing is there's this giant drama over this kid's not going to carry on the legacy. The Gambini name's going to die with me. Meanwhile, there's a younger sibling standing there who, like, apparently they don't even consider to carry on the Gambini name. I have thoughts on this. Okay, so Gambini flips out and he's like, you're a traitor, motherfucker. Get the hell out of here. He throws him out. Yep. He's like, you're no longer my son. Get out of my sight. (laughs) So the mom is crying, oh, papa, papa. And Marco, the little brother, an emotional compass of the family, clearly, follows Stefano out. And he's like, what's going on? How can I help you? And Stefano's like, I have some money saved up. I have to do what I have to do. I'm leaving. And Marco's like, gee, must be nice to leave. But clearly I have to stay in script. I mean, in town and take (laughs) care of the parents and shit while you go live your best life. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> well, but then Marco reveals that he does not want to be an escape artist either. No, but he has to because his brother's out living no, in Brooklyn. I mean, outliving in the world. <laughs> he could peace out too. These I just have these stupid bastards don't want to be escape artists for a living. No, they just don't. <laughs> They're like no. They're like want to be doctors and lawyers, idiots. So I just wrote, Marco's choice is made for him. And he walks in the room and Papa's like, okay, you're up. You'll do. You're not. I like how they're not even like, they're like, okay, I guess this is going to have to work then. <laughs> so then he's like, but you're too young. So I'll do this for a couple more years. And Mama's like, oh, Papa. It's a whole thing. I like just a have whole that bedside family drama. I just have that younger sibs are people pleasers. That's why he's here. Um, It's not because he has to carry the burden. It's because he wants to please his parents. No, we rise to the call of duty. Okay. That's what it's called. 
All right. So now we're back. That was a really dramatic bedside scene, wasn't it? Yeah, it was. Like, he kicked a kid out of his life. Okay, anyway. So now we're back at Harriet and Nels. And they're getting ready for Gambini the Great to come to town. And they're hanging up some signs, Jen, when Carolyn pops by to sell her eggs. We haven't seen this. We haven't seen that in a while. Yeah. She's got her double yolks. She's ready to go. And Carolyn's like, oh, my kids love the circus. And Harriet's like, "Uh, uh, uh-uh-uh. This is not a circus. He's a daredevil. He's going to do amazing feats. Like, get your shit straight, Ingalls. So Mrs. O, Mrs. Olsen would love Faces of Death. <laughs> I never saw that. Oh, don't watch it. <laughs> is it real? Yeah, it's real. Don't watch it's it. It's not real. It's real. Don't watch it. Guys, come at us. Is, if, is Faces <laughs> that was of a Death thing. real? Faces of Death was a thing. I just I clearly remember, remember the Autobahn. Autobahn episode but don't you feel like it's one of those things like blair witch like somebody made it and you couldn't fact check it at the time sure but like so it was I mean, probably fake okay maybe this seemed real i don't you know. believed Guys, it was real come at us and tell us if it's real so now we have a wagon and they're heading across a field and it's gambini and his wife and they're fighting and his name is rodolfio rodolfio which sounds a lot like John Ralphio from Parks and Rec. Okay. So wife says, promise me you won't do the coffin act again. (laughs) (laughs) He says, he literally says, I'll promise just to get you to shut up. He says that. Yeah. So Marco's all excited about Walnut Grove because there's children there's kids. in school. He's like, I have a social life. I have other children to talk to. I can learn something. But here's my question. Again, with this school situation, can just anyone join at any time? I guess so, Aim. And like, just for short stays? Is it like a hostel? I mean, school is like, you know, willy-nilly thing in those days. Again, with this no documentation, no rules. Right. I can't thrive in this world. I need structure. <laughs> so Papa finally is like, well, first he's like, you don't need school. And then he's like, all right, you can go to school as long as it doesn't interfere with your daredevil training. Right. Okay. <laughs> so now at school, Laura is mentoring a young girl named Amy. Gorgeous, brilliant. She's berating a student named Amy who at least can spell her name. <laughs> Shut up. Albert waits for her and he introduces himself. And here we go. Another one in Albert's stable. He's smacking on another girl. This guy, man. Like, is he over Sylvia that fast? I guess so. I guess so. Just then Willie comes up and he's like, hey, Albert. Hey, Amy, you guys want to go watch the Daredevils practicing? They're practicing out in some meadow nearby. And they're like, okay, yeah. So they go out there now. This makes zero sense to me because there is a huge crowd out there watching them practice. So is this same crowd going to go to the show? Yep. And aren't they already seeing what they're going to see at the show? Yes, that's right. Okay. I mean, they need to have a closed practice. I know. It's ridiculous. Okay. So the acrobats are doing like trapeze and stuff. Do you remember trapeze? I always wanted to do it when I was a kid. Can we just discuss? I'm like, oh, there are acrobats. Someone had some budget to burn. Totally, 100%. <laughs> but didn't you want to be an acrobat when you were a kid? Mm, no. You know I could never do it. No one can ever do it. Who can do it? I don't know. Somebody's not afraid of heights? Yeah. My and kids can do it. And is trained. Yeah. 
Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. So the acrobats are doing their shit and Albert's date wants to go, but Albert's like, I gotta go talk to Mr. Gambini. While he's off doing that, Marco sneaks up on Amy. And oh yeah, that is on her. That Italian swooped right in. Don't turn your back, Albert. <laughs> and I just wrote, this is a baller move. Baller yep. move. Because he's like, is Albert your boyfriend? And Amy's like, well, not really. He's just going to walk me home from school. I'll walk you home from school. He looks busy. <laughs> yeah. He like makes he, wow. like this like this really like insecure like kid turns into this like Casanova. <laughs> <laughs> so Albert shows up at the little house and it's late. And Pa, there's a lot of guys, you know, this is like a little thing that I enjoy is angry Pa. There's a lot of angry Pa in this. There's episode. a lot of angry Pa in this. He's angry. Well, well, you forgot the part, though, where Nels was shocked that the townsfolk are looking for death. They're oh, like, we can't wait till the we can't wait till the net's gone. Oh, I didn't see that part. I yeah. have him telling Charles about it later. Yeah, no, he uh, tells okay. Charles about it later. But Nels okay. witnesses like townspeople going, oh, I can't wait to see them do it without a net. <laughs> Come on, Nels. Okay. Loosen right. up. Okay. It's not Winoka Nels, that's for sure. No. So Albert shows up at the little house. It's late. Paul's like, you almost missed dinner. Where are you? Where were you? And Albert wants to hang out with Gambini after school. So Paul's like, fine, one hour. And then you have to work your ass off here doing chores. I wish my kids listened to me like this. I know, right? Albert catches a glance of himself in some mirror. And he's like, I'm Albert the Great. Oh, fuck. We're fucked. Oh, Everyone's fucked. Fuck. Someone's going to die. <laughs> So now we see Gambini being shot out of a cannon and the entire town is there. I just and have cannon. Oh my God. What? Oh, he dead. 
He's doing his whole show. That's all. Okay. <laughs> Getting shot out of a cannon was a thing. <laughs> I feel like it happened on Happy Days. I feel like it did too. Okay. Are we mixing it up with the jumping the shark? No, I feel like there was also a cannon. Mm, pause. Was it Laverne and Squirrel? Surely was it Squiggy? Something around, something adjacent to Happy Days. You think they shot <laughs> Squiggy out of a cannon? <laughs> yes, why not? Sounds plausible. I'm not finding it. <laughs> Guys, come at us. They shot Squiggy out of a cannon. Come at us. Foz- List of Fozzie stunts. No, I don't. First of all, it's Fonzie, not Fozzie. Fonzie. <laughs> okay, so wait a minute. So there was definitely Muppets shot out of cannons. <laughs> yes, there was. Yes, there was. There was. I mean, Fonzie did a bunch of shit. We know this. Okay. He was recently, by the way, on an episode of, uh, what is that show called? What a Creep. They did Scott Bayo, which I was what's super his, excited about. And Fonzie was there not a creep. Yeah, I'm like, he's not a creep. Not at no, all. Henry Winkler. Henry Winkler's great. Uh, Scott Bayo's a dick bag. You guys did know I how tell I you the him. story about how I ran into Henry Winkler in an elevator once? No. He wrote books. He wrote children's books. Yes. And Scholastic published them. And I was in my building and... The fawn steps onto the elevator. And I was like, like, oh my God. I was like, the fawns? He's like, yeah. He's very nice. He's a very nice man. He's a very nice man as opposed to his co-star, Chachi. But we know how you feel. We know about your purse. We know about your personal vendetta against Capeo that he knows nothing about. (laughs) Okay. So... Gambini shot out of a cannon and he lands in like a lake and everybody's panicking because he's been under the water for like a minute. Can you hold your breath for a minute? I can't. Go. I can probably hold my breath for a minute, but he shot out of the cannon. He lands in a lake that later he stands up in. Mm-hmm. That water's not deep enough. Nope. <laughs> nope. I thought the same thing. Like he would have broken his well, back. There he's paralyzed. <laughs> <laughs> Just as they start to dive in to save him, he emerges. Can we talk about the trauma he's putting Marco through on a daily basis? Jesus. So Albert asks Gambini, hey, can I do that trick? And Gambini's like, well, you have to train really hard. Okay, now we get a little aside. With Willie asking about how much gunpowder they used in the cannon, I wrote, uh, somebody pay attention to that. Just that Willie's asking about gunpowder in the spirit of Carl's Jr. Yes, he is. I mean, Carl's, Carl's Jr. Jr., how much would he have loved this whole scenario? <laughs> when Willie, we'll get to it, but when Willie lights the cannon off in the storeroom, I was like, where is Carl's Where's Jr.? Where's Carl's Jr.? Because first right. of all, Carl's Jr. would have been successful. Oh, yes. Yeah. 100%. So at the Olsons, everyone's chilling in the living room. We have some background drama with Nels and Nancy fighting. He hates We don't her, care blah, about blah, blah, that. Blah. It's care. going on. But the funny part is we go basically from Willie asking about how much gunpowder it takes to then Willie asking about where Nancy's cat is. Yeah. And I, I wrote was good writing. And I wrote again, somebody pay attention to that. <laughs> so Willie comes in. He's like, where is Nancy's cat? It's a black cat named Pepper. Jen, do you remember what other pet was named Pepper? 
Dad's Cocker Spaniel? Dad's dog when he's grown up, who, I don't know, from the sounds of it, was, like, bionic and lived on trash and lived, like, in a sewer. <laughs> I mean, so were all pets in the 70s. <laughs> so, all of a sudden, Nancy and Nels and Harriet are out on the porch fighting when, boom, there's this huge explosion in the stock room. And I just wrote, holy shit, he killed Pepper because Nancy's just holding a dead yep. cat. And then it turns out it's not Pepper. It was nope. Harriet's fur muff. Yep. Harriet is flipping out. I like how she's angrier that it's her fur muff than she was when that was the cat. Well, when Willie was trying to shove Pepper into that cannon, I'm like, uh, Peta, are you on the set yeah, here? Like, what's going on? So then, because we all know a cat's not going to do what you want a cat to do. No. Nope. Fuck that. So Albert and Marco are now walking to school and Albert's like in awe of his lifestyle. Like, you have to worry if your dad is dead every single day. God, I wish I could be you. Yep. And Marco's like, I hate being on the road. I just want to go to school, be berated by my teacher, and chill out with some friends. (laughs) And so then we see Charles... Heading over to the mercantile. I just want to say that for a minute. Now we see Charles. Woof. He's heading over to the mercantile and Nels tells him what Willie did. Then Nels says, look, Charles, I'm afraid the town is really becoming enamored with Gambini. And he's like, but there's another element to this. They're like making comments and stuff about wanting to see him do this with real risk and i'm afraid because it's like they want something to happen literally this town wants anything to happen literally they want anything to happen but do you think he has a point do you think we watch that kind of stuff for something to happen 100 (laughs) percent. do you think we don't i don't know or are we just drawn to like the suspense of it or the the whole suspense is like you think something's gonna happen yeah, I'm trying to think if what is the modern day equivalent of this that we watch and wonder I don't know. if somebody's anything die. where people can die, like car racing. Mm-hmm. Right? People love races. That's true. People like high and stakes. And there have been people who died. People like high stakes. Yeah. They well said, Jay. Mm-hmm. In school, Lauren Lauren. In school, Laura comments on how hard Marco and Amy are working and how they should be examples to and all you motherfuckers. No, this is nuts. <laughs> My God. Outside at lunch, Marco's telling the boys how Stefano left the act, and Albert's like all into this. And Marco's like, escaping the ropes is the most difficult trick. And Albert says, more more um insight into no offense albert's background here i know how to escape ropes oh no jenny are you gonna tell us you know how to escape ropes? nope no because that's insane okay i just want to call out make sure everybody understands that albert's talking about being taught to escape ropes as a child yes i know that's what i'm saying like like he's just like i know how to do this someone taught him as a child taught him to escape ropes what the fuck, Albert? Red flag. Red flag. <laughs> I think he should be, instead of, uh, what is he? What's his name? No offense, Albert. No offense, Albert. He should be what the fuck, Albert. <laughs> if my kid, if my kid, like say Penelope wandered in and she was like, oh, I know exactly how much chloroform you have to put on a rag to knock yeah, somebody up and not like, kill them. Whoa, I'd be let's, like, um, let's talk more about that. <laughs> yeah. Yep. 
Albert's like, I bet you I could do this. And then Willie starts like, no, you can't. No, you can't. And Albert's like, fucking yes, I can. And Marco's like, wait a minute, wait a minute. Even underwater. So there's a bet brewing here. Okay. Uh, Of course. Cut to the kids are all gathered at the lake. And I wrote, this is something we would have done. A hundred percent. But also Marco knows better than this. These kids Mm -hmm. are idiots. Is this just what kids do? Try to kill themselves in new and creative ways? And the answer to that question is yes. Yeah, we, we did. totally would have done it. We totally it. did. Yep. If there was a bet, I wouldn't have done it, but I would have been there egging somebody else on. No, remember when this made dad real, real mad. Do you remember when we used to lay on the street under the street yeah. light? Mm-hmm. At night, on like a Friday night, we would lay under the street light and the last person to get up when a car was coming won. Yeah. And dad mm-hmm. caught us doing it out the window. Remember of Jamie and Kelly's house? <laughs> yeah. And he was... So mad. He was <laughs> rightfully so. He was so mad. He couldn't uh-huh. believe how dumb we were. And I'm like, uh-huh. yeah, that's yeah. correct. We're that's idiots. Correct. Well, we're I mean, idiots. I didn't think that at the time, but now, Jesus. If I was one of those drivers, man, I would have gotten out of that car and beat the shit out of us. A hundred percent. Albert is tied and weighed down and shoved in the water. And we get some dime store underwater footage. Like this yes. is. <laughs> yes. The kids start to panic, but Albert emerges and Carrie is there and she's like, you did it with their trash mouth. And I'm like, oh shit, he's going to be insufferable. Yeah. Albert's all happy. And then I have a question. I'm like, why would he just jump into this dirty lake in his school clothes? I mean, they did this kind of shit all the time. But like, do you know how hard it was to do laundry then? He doesn't give a fuck. He's not doing it. Wow. At home, Pa is pissed. (laughs) He's like, you could have died. This was stupid. And Carolyn's like, let's take a breather here. Go get those clothes off that I'm going to have to then scrub against a rock and beat in the river. Wait a minute. If you wash your clothes in the river and he jumped in the river, maybe she doesn't have to wash them again. Aren't they just clean? Yeah. And Paul has this saying that I've never heard before. He said, that boy doesn't have the brains to blow himself up with. Not like Carl's Jr. What is that saying? I don't even know. Okay, now Gambini is teaching Albert to tightrope walk. I and have the next day, Albert quitting school to join the circus tracks. Pretty much. Right? Pretty much. And you see the smile on Gambini's face. Oh, he's loving this. He is loving this. And just then Charles bursts in. And he's like, listen to me. He, You're influencing a 14-year-old boy to risk his life and blah, 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 blah. And he's yelling. And Gambini's like, Charles, um, I, I don't understand what you say. I like your boy. <laughs> <laughs> Why don't you want to be an escape artist? <laughs> and Paul says, my son is going to be a doctor, not a patient. And then Ooh. he yells, Put the pole down and get your shoes on. And I was like, woo. Oh, well, okay. okay. Gambini's like, okay, yeah, I get it. And then Marco runs up <laughs> behind him. Okay, so Gambini's standing there with the saddest look on his face, watching Albert walk away his with Charles. And here comes Marco, and he literally, like, rolls his eyes. And is like, okay, I have to deal with you now, I guess. Right. <laughs> so later, Gambini's telling Mama, I think I'm going to be the last Gambini the Great. My sons do not have the passion. And she's like, yeah, I kind of saw that coming. Yeah. You know? Yeah. When when our son basically left the family rather than (laughs) to train with you. Yes. 
So he's like, I'm gonna have to work harder before and break my promise to you and put the coffin back in the show. And she's like, okay, fine. I have a question. Yes. Why does, why? Because he's the last Gambini. Does he have to put the coffin back in the, I don't understand the logic there. There's no logic, but he's like, I know what I did wrong. So he's going to do what I got to do. Yeah. He's going to figure it out. He's going to figure it out. All right. So in the Olsen store, Harriet is getting Nels. I love how it's always assumed that Nels is going to be the master of ceremonies. Yeah. Well, he usually is like the ringmaster. Yes. But we say that, but there was only one circus episode, right? Where he was the... Good point. Okay. But I thought the same thing. I'm like, oh, of course Nels is going to be the ringmaster. He always is. He always is. Okay. Yep. So Nels is like, nope, I won't go to that show for the same reason I don't attend hangings. Yeah. Wow. Deep. He's like, all anyone wants to see is death here. And the town, Rev, Doc, and Charles, they all agree with me. So Nancy's like, I'll be the ringmaster. Fuck. Oh, shit. And Nels is like, I don't want you involved. But Harriet's like, fuck you, Nels. Like, you have no saying here. Okay, let's cut this coat in half and give it to you. Because how is how is she going to make that coat fit Nancy? I know. Like, somebody did all that tailoring in, like, a day. Okay. And Harriet? Yeah, come on. All right, so at Gambini's, he and Marco are practicing the coffin trick. And they need to get the time down to under a minute, but he keeps going over. Yep. Cut to Albert moping in the barn, oh, and he's God. not happy with Charles. He's moping, Jen. Drama barn. Mm-hmm. He's sure. in the drama barn. He's moping. Albert asks, can I at least go see the show tonight? And Paul's like, no, oh, you can't. Fuck. Damn. Now it's showtime, and Marco begs his papa not to do the coffin trick. <laughs> and basically, Gambini's like, just light the fire under me, and I'll go faster. <laughs> Literally. Uh, I wrote Gambini's like, shut up, a boy. <laughs> and this, like, this whole scene, like, the whole set has, a, like, a beheading vibe versus, like, a show. It's real dramatic. Yeah. So, meanwhile, the little house, Albert is missing and Pa realizes he's at the show. And he I have a big question, though. I have a big yes. question here. Because, like, at the show, they ask for volunteers. Are you doing Okay, I have way? a question, too. Let's see where you go with this. They ask for volunteers to throw hay on. So they put Gambini in the coffin. He's tied up. Well, my question comes first, which is why start with the big trick? Well, I don't know if that is. is, Are we seeing the end of the show, the beginning of the show? I don't know. know. I thought it was the beginning because we saw Nancy announce it and then he comes out and does it. Yeah, maybe that's the whole show. Maybe. So he puts, they tie him up with the chains. They put him in the coffin. They put him under the, and then they ask for volunteers to start to bale hay on top of him Mm -hmm. for the fire. Why don't they just drag that out for five minutes? Because he should be trying to get out of those things the minute they close that coffin d- door. So just drag that p- yeah, part like out. Yeah, like Marco could minutes. be walking around like yeah. with his hand on his chin, going, "Now we need a little more up here. Yeah, a little more yeah. up here. Yeah, yeah. drag mm-hmm. that out for like ten minutes. Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. it's not like he's going to start trying to get out of the chains when the fire starts. No one can see him. He should start trying to get out of the chains right now. Yeah, and this makes first open. no fucking sense. This no makes sense. no sense. Charles shows up while the show is in full swing here, and they're covering the coffin. They light the coffin. Everyone is staring. Gambini is struggling, and Marco realizes it's been too long. So now it's like Rocky Four. like, okay, I got to throw this towel. I'm going to throw it in time here, okay? But here's the problem, Jen. They don't have water. This is like not having paramedics at Rocky (laughs) Four. True. (laughs) 
at Rocky Four, like it's a destination. <laughs> right. So they're just throwing the hay on top of the coffin, which is just adding to the fuel. So he went from being in, in a fire to being in a blazing inferno. Well, and they keep cutting to him struggling with the chains. And did you cut? The chains are clearly plastic chains. The claim, the chains Obvious. are clearly plastic. The smoke is clearly fake. Like this is so bad. It's just so, like a land of blown a cigarette smoke <laughs> in the camera. <laughs> so meanwhile, we just watched Gambini die, and Albert is crying, and Jen cut to his funeral. <laughs> Wait, who's the director on this? It's not Tom Balick. I think it's Michael no, Landon. The director. I think it's Michael Landon. Cut to his Cut funeral. To Rev is performing the ceremony. Albert's crying. We don't even see Mama and Marco, do we? Yeah, they're there. They're there, but like we don't have a scene with them or anything. Oh, no. no why would not, we do that? Mama's not like, you let your papa die! <laughs> like, there's none of that. Yeah, because they have to yell at the young... Because as soon as this went into the young kid's hands... <laughs> It fucking failed, right? Like while the older sibling was in charge, everything was fine. Stefano give it knew, to the young kids. Stefano one show. Knew, Stefano knew to have that water nearby. Stefano knew how to manage this. Yeah. Marco let him die. Show number one. Now Stefano's off in Salem terrorizing people. <laughs> <laughs> so Albert's crying, and he's like, "I'm so sorry, Paul. He was just such a good man. He was kind of a hero." And Paul's like. He was a hero. I get it. But you know who else is a hero? Doc Baker. That, that fell off my chair when he said this. Jenny, is Doc Baker a hero? No. no. I almost died. I almost no. died when I heard this. Okay. So. I mean, I get I get where Charles is going to. He's trying to like, a hero is a doctor. So be a doctor. Someone in my fucking family needs to be a doctor. Mm-hmm. Charles is like, I can't have one more bad crop here. I just cannot. <laughs> so Albert is like, you've convinced me. I'm going to be a doctor. The best doctor I could be. And then Paul's like, let's go home, son. My question is, why does Albert have to be a hero? Where did this hero complex come from? I don't know. Albert, look, Albert is destined for great things. You think? He needs to be something else. I mean, we know he gets addicted to morphine and dies pretty much. (laughs) Okay, (laughs) spoiler alert. Spoiler alert. I feel like you can't keep, you can't pigeonhole Albert. All right, whatever. You just can't. You know, Marco would like to be pigeonholed. Yeah. He's like, I just want to, like, get a wife, go to school. I want to go to school, get a wife, have a house. I just want to marry Amy and bake some bread and some pasta. Okay. That's it. Okay. So, Jenny, whose fault is this? This is 100% Gambini's fault. I agree. I want to blame Stefano for peacing out, but it's really yeah. Gambini's fault. Yeah. Jenny, yep. I'm introducing a new segment. I know it's kind of late to be doing this. Great. And it might not be steady because I'll do it when I remember. But <laughs> the new segment is, what is Michael Landon's moral message here? Because um, he's always trying to make a message, like give us some kind of morality, impart something. What's you shouldn't message? want you shouldn't want to watch people risk their life. Mm, maybe, like it's not the the Christian thing to do is not to be taken in by the because I feel like because when that happened, like when the thing actually happened, it was really sad and upsetting to everyone. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Papa, Papa, no! 
So why? maybe it's like a be careful what you ask for kind of thing. I don't mm, know. Maybe. Or the grass is always greener. But you know there's something, right? He's always trying to real heavy-handed, oh, yeah. you know, give us a moral there. Okay. Jenny, at the end of every episode, we look back on a theme or a lesson, talk about how it affected us either in the rewatch or in the original airing. We called our wides design to finish the sentence. Gen X, this is why. Um, first of all, do you remember this? And second of all, kind of. I kind of did too. I kind of did too. Um, this is why we thought being daredevils or escape artists were per- per- perfectly viable career choice. Okay. I have almost the same thing. <laughs> I have, this is why we aspired to be daredevils. Yeah. We well, just thought, I mean, we thought yeah. it was real. It was actually a career path. Not only was it like something fun to do, but it was also a career path. Although I would be terrible for it because I'm terrified of heights. Yeah, you gotta you gotta like all the things. Could being you suffocated do it? Heights. No. Could I? Could we try this out in my pond? No. I'm, I'm gonna not even weigh going you down and shackle you. First of all, the pond is too cold. <laughs> like I'm not going in the pond. Jenny, Jenny will try this out, but it has to be in a 90 degree sauna. It has to be in the Gulf of Mexico. I'll do it in the Gulf of Mexico. There you go. Um. Yeah, I have the same thing. I mean, daredevils were just... That was a thing. That was a thing. That was a thing. All right, um, Jenny, why don't you tell everyone what do we have coming up next? Coming up next and is... If you don't know, you could go to our Trello board and see what's coming up. I don't even know if I signed into that yet. Okay. Um, season 8, Episode 7, The Legend of Black Jake. A pair of bumbling crooks kidnaps Nels. Yes, done. Sold. <laughs> <laughs> and holds him for ransom. Mm-hmm. Love it. Into it. Can't wait. Mm-hmm. However, Mrs. Olsen refuses to pay the $100 ransom required to fear free her husband, so Nels decides to work with the crooks and get his revenge. Yes, Winoka Nels is back. Winoka Nels, Nels is back. Harriet's back to being awful, although she always, she never wasn't. In the process, nearly everyone in Walnut Grove finds themselves on the wrong side of the criminals. Wow. Hmm. Okay. Paul's going to save the day. That's done, right? We know yep. it. Probably. All right, guys. And so this is going to air July 24th. So for our movie on Patreon this week that drops this week, Rocky Four, Rocky Four coming out. Yep. Uh, we thought, you know, we've scraped some bottoms of some barrels <laughs> doing these blockbusters. We thought we had seen it all. Nope. No. No. Mm-mm. This nope. was barely watchable. <laughs> <laughs> and it's sad because the first one's so good. We think. We think. We gotta go back and watch it. Because now I'm, I'm suspicious. We kind of do. I knew this one wasn't great, though. True. True. It was epic, but not great. It, right. <laughs> like, it has different. its place in the zeitgeist with yes. the whole fighting the Russian. Yep. Or, well, the Soviet, but they call it the Russian in current times um but yeah it doesn't really it doesn't hold up it's not gonna win an award which is fine um guys so if you want to hear our coverage of rocky four and other things that we have coming up including like i think we're up to like 26 or 28 maybe even 30 past episodes sign up for our patreon link is in the show notes just go there um other than that you can join us in the mimi bees we're up to like 350 people in there, Jen. Yeah. My my club is growing. Yeah. I'm very excited. Amy has some friends, finally. Mm-hmm. Friends, quote unquote. So thanks for listening, guys, and we'll see you soon. Mm-hmm.
Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.